This is the Idea Time Podcast with Dr. Joe North. Welcome to the Idea Time Podcast. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies, and interviews that will help you to achieve greater professional and business success by thinking more creatively. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. So welcome to the Idea Time podcast. We're back again and I have got a fantastic guest with me this week. I'm not going to give him a really long introduction because um, I really want you to hear his story from him directly, but he's fantastic. He's one of the most entrepreneurial, innovative, high integrity, inspiring people that I've worked with. I've known him for a while and we're here with Anthony Main, who's Managing Director and Founder of the distance so big welcome Anthony. Thanks but you sure you don't mean someone else? No definitely definitely you and <laughs> I've known you long enough to know that that's absolutely the case so well, thank you. I'm delighted that you're here and thank you for taking the time to be with us this Happy week. Yeah so tell us about the distance and what the business does. So uh, we're a digital agency uh, but we specialize explicitly in writing mobile phone apps and helping our clients solve their problems uh, uh, with mobile technology. Yeah, and you've got some fantastic clients as well, haven't you? Yeah. Are you allowed to share <laughs> some of them with us? Uh, yeah, well, we, we work with companies for, right from disruptive startups to global enterprises, including lots of big projects for the NHS and AstraZeneca and Bentley Motors, all sorts of people over the years. Yeah, and based in York, but you've been working in the Middle East, haven't you? Yeah, the office is right in the middle of the Yorktown Centre, but we have a lot of London-based customers and we've had customers from both yeah Saudi Arabia and uh, Hong Kong this year as well. Yeah it's fantastic for such um, an amazing business with great people. Um, you've celebrated your 10th anniversary this year as a business. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I can't so, say it was easy. No, yeah, well, no yeah you've had you've had your challenges haven't you and um, yeah. it's I think um, it's great for people to hear your story. So um, tell us how you started and how the distance actually came about. Sure all right so um, I was always a geek grew up kicking computers, footballs around on the computer rather than in the garden. Um, but I worked through a few agencies around Leeds, so I learned the ropes, but then always had an opinion I could do it differently uh, or had a different opinion on how I should do it. Um, and then eventually I built up a portfolio of my own, working part-time for other clients, etc. And then was working 80 hours a week, so finally grew the uh, the general requirements to uh, to step out and finally run my business for myself as a freelancer. So did it start as sort of a, a really good side hustle then? Is that how it came yeah, about? Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose that's yeah. an easy way to yeah. put it. I don't think we called it that back then. No, but yeah. that's, that's the hashtag side yeah. hustle sort of. of so, um, and that's a really good way to start, isn't it? You know, for people yeah. who are thinking about starting something but worried about leaving a job. Yeah, it made it much easier. So my first year, I, I had work right through my first year without even having to try because yeah. I'd had such a good network and portfolio of already work that customers just uh, saw saw and were happy to join me. Yeah, and that gives you the confidence to step out there. Yeah, definitely. And, and it's not a risk then, because you know you're onto something good. Yeah, at least it paid the, the mortgage in the meantime, so yeah. Yeah. So when you stepped out and you went uh, into that full time and decided that you're going to build the business, tell, tell us about your story from there. So we, it started quite small. It was just me acting as a freelancer, doing various bits of web projects for my the network of people I'd worked with over the previous years. And then we ended up moving into the app space through using a from a previous client. Um, we bought a, a framework app for him. Uh, and then slowly that demand grew because the mobile space started to explode at that point. 
and we were sort of one of the first in the game so we were kind of getting quite a lot of attention uh, and then slowly it just I took on someone part-time I took on a couple of freelancers we we're all huddled around a couple of desks in the back of my garage and it was quite sweaty yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we slowly grew and uh, we got bigger I had a business part for a little while we, we shared offices and yeah by a few years later we were sort of 10 15 of us so yeah so what do you think is the secret to your success um well, there's lots of different elements to it, I guess but one thing I'm proud of is I've always kept my integrity even when I could have cut some corners outsource work or whatever one thing we're proud of is is keeping our staff all here all in the UK and that helps us increase the quality means our margins are a lot less slower uh but compared to our competitors but we can ensure a, a general overall uh, appreciation for what we're doing and, and the quality of the whole whole service. Yeah, you're very um, values driven, and I think because you've had some, you have cracking clutch reviews. So those of you who don't know what what I mean by clutch, can you explain what it is and okay. and, and tell us a bit about the reviews that you've had? Sure. So the easiest way to think about it is it, it's like TripAdvisor for the digital world. So unlike customers just going on there and, and writing a review, typically the clutch themselves will ring our customer. Give them quite a grueling interview for about 20 minutes, half an hour, but they'll get into the, the really deep and dark and appreciation of, of how we've serviced that customer. And so it's very honest, very detailed. And um, we're lucky enough this year to have basically five stars right across the board. So very happy with it. And it, it helps us sort of mark ourselves up there in the in the, the operations of other app development work. Fantastic. You're certainly up there right at the top of UK app developers, aren't you? And uh that's, that's a cracking achievement, especially when you think about how rigorous it is. Yeah, I mean, the Clutch itself issue lots of rewards. And uh, yesterday, I uh, don't know when this is going live, but <laughs> we've just been for the second year in a running listed as one of the 1,000 companies in the world in the digital space. So it's a good achievement for some small 20-something company in, uh, in York. That's absolutely awesome. So big congratulations. Yeah. And I know it's very well deserved because um, you know, I've seen how hard you guys work. You've got an awesome team, haven't you? So for um, for other entrepreneurs out there and, and innovators, um, what do you think um, is the secret to building a great team where it's a great place to work and you get stuff done? Because I know that's a real strength of yours. Yeah, um, the bottom line is really open and honesty with your team. I, as you know, we've been through all sorts of things over the years and just being open and honest about exactly what your intentions are with the business. Try and give people as much autonomy as possible so that they can grow themselves but that can all be controlled but yeah making sure people feel part of the fabric of the business and they're much more supportive they'll stay longer they'll they'll put in a lot more hours and the rewards for them is not always just the financial then it's part of their life and it's it's a big part of their day so yeah and it was it was great so thank you for the invitation to your 10th birthday celebrations it was fantastic to be there and also to hear every one of them say um how much working you know the distance means to them and and how it's actually helped develop them professionally as well as personally and how it is great to feel part of a team so you're doing a really good job Thanks. Yeah, it was a pretty there. emotional day it was it was <laughs> a great day really good day really good day so um i know you mentioned that a couple of times you've had some ups and downs um tell us about the importance of resilience uh when you're growing a company where I mean because everything's moving as well you know the tech's changing customer expectations change the competition changes so how do you keep resilient and how do you keep moving forward especially when it gets a bit tough tell us about that yeah I guess it goes back to what I we was saying a minute ago about uh, why we think business and I think we're doing well is that we always we've we've delivered the best thing we possibly can and so therefore 
you have to have the confidence in what we're doing. We know we're doing the right thing and sometimes things are hard and we get to have various challenges along the way. But as long as we feel that we're always pushing, uh, fighting for whatever is right in our mind, um, it generally works out and yeah. we can fight through whatever challenges or or road bumps along the way. So, yeah, as long as you and you have to have the team to support you. But um, and as long as they know what's happening, they can support you a lot more than you just sort of burying your head in the sand about it. So, yeah, and that's um, it, it's having the eye on the growth, isn't it? And what exactly where you want to go and what you want to do with the yep. business. And I know you've got some big plans um, as well for, for the future to to keep on with that trajectory, really, of success, which is fantastic. Um, what is it about you as a person um, in terms of maybe your experience or things you've learned or that, that you think um, has contributed to all of that, that as a successful entrepreneur? Um, I'm pretty leather skinned. I can take it <laughs> pretty hard. And so I've been through quite a bit, but it, that, that just keeps me going. I, I've got a lot of energy. I, I, I try and be as positive as possible. Um, I try not to dwell on things. I don't look at the past and, and look back. I always tend to be looking forward and whatever's in the past is just part of the story. I don't, don't regret anything. Um, I, 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 yeah, I just try and try and always look to what, what's next or rather than dwelling on necessarily the challenges that we're trying to get over at the time and yeah. always know that we're going in the right direction. Yeah, and you never give up. Not yet. <laughs> no, you keep going. And that's that's so important, isn't it? You know, when it feels really tough, it's just to hang on in there and, yeah. and, and keep going and um, and look at the, the results um, that, that you achieve. Yeah, I mean, you've always got to take stock and make sure you're not being stupid by just uh, burying your hails in and, and keeping going. But yeah, as long as you you are realistic about it and you make sure you've checked out all the options and yeah, you just keep fighting. Yeah. I know we, we met um, on the, well, you were doing the, the Goldman Sachs 10K small business program, weren't you? And yep. I know that was really quite uh, transformational as well. Is that is that okay for me to use oh, that word yeah. for you? Best thing I ever did. Yeah. Um, and I was doing, I was just doing some, some innovation modules as a as sort of a tutor, um, a facilitator on that program. And from there, you built a really good network. And that was quite a while ago. Can you tell us a little bit about what investing in your development at that time and, in, you know, has, has led you to and what you got from that? Yeah, I mean, I swear by the course. It's, it's the best thing to anyone can go as an entrepreneur. Uh, I don't like to push it too much, but definitely sign up if you're a business owner. Yeah. Um, we we learn everything from just formating, forming the business. But weirdly, the first lesson was all about exit. And from there, you learn what you need to do to run a business well, lean, make sure your finances are always looking in the right direction, good reputation for yourself, all the, the, the really unexpected skills that you wouldn't necessarily pick up along the way, you pick up a lot quicker. And yeah, investing in personal growth is, is very important. And a lot of entrepreneurs forget that. Um, yeah. And I try and do it as much as possible. I go to all the alumni events, which have always got great speakers and things like that. And I pick, pick this sort of stuff up a bit more passively than through a formal educational process. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's a great program. And uh, for those people who are listening, for, you know, it's, it is for small businesses. Um, it's sponsored by Goldman Sachs, run with uh, Leeds University Business School, it was at the time. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's a wider program than that, but it's, yeah, it's free. fantastic. It's they free. They spend tens of thousands of pounds yeah. on every single one of us. And it's top notch, isn't it? Yeah. Top the, the, notch. The, the grade of the network is, is unbeatable, without yeah. a question. And, and as you say, completely free and the ongoing support of, of students yeah, the events who've are amazing. been there we had you know, the, before. 
So, and I know that you've formed networks that have lasted long beyond. So when was it that you that, that happened? Can so you... I was in, I, we did ours in 2014, I guess what you're leading to is our growth well, group. Yeah. So yeah, so on our course, we were encouraged to build a group with the people we were around in. There are our peers all on the course, but they're all running completely different businesses. So there's six of us now, and we have really, really completely diverse businesses. And every quarter we go to each other's office and we um, spend the day just acting as an alternative board and trying to help each other out something that people can just do for free just get yourselves together if you've got small businesses don't have to be anything related you will find your problems are the same yeah and you can always help each other out with ideas even if it's not a solution yeah and you all sort of connect don't you and, and just a quick email from time to time as well oh, as meeting so all the time and, yeah. and you're all there for each other yeah which is... if, if someone's got a problem and they'll say look can anyone jump on a skype call you'll find that half the team will be we'll just find the time no matter yeah. where they are yeah, and, and having that outside view is is incredibly useful. Yeah. So um, tell us a bit about apps then and what goes into developing an app. So if, you know, I'm, I'm sure that there are people listening who maybe thought, oh, I could, you know, I, I quite like an app for my business or whatever. Um, what does it involve from the customer point of view? Okay, for starters, not everyone needs an app. Oh, that's, so tell us why. <laughs> okay, so... Typically, people expect to have a website. They think, right, we need a website, we need a presence, we need people to look. You don't need the same when it comes to an app. If you can't think of a reason for a customer to use an app repeatedly, not just once, repeatedly, you're probably going down the wrong path. Yeah. Um, so look at that value and what it's going to add to a customer before you, you go along that journey. Yeah, great tip. So um, if I've decided then that uh, an app would add great value... Uh, what's the best way to go, you know how firstly how do I know that that's going to add great value what that's you know is there sort of a, a mini checklist that I can yeah, think I about you need to think about how unique your idea is there's always going to be ideas touching on it or very similar and therefore you've got a lot of competition out there look through the other apps see what they're doing try and find as much information about them then when you go to an agency like ours at least you're prepared you can give them a, a clear idea of what you need and most agencies will happily give you the time to just sort of tell you yes or no, uh, whether they think it's, it's it's got legs or not. Because we well go to an agency with plenty of eight uh, years in the game and they'll they'll have a really good idea very quickly. Yeah, so they'll be very experienced. So so pick your agency yeah. uh, really, really well. And also um, people that you can talk to and that will listen to your ideas and, yeah. and help you build them forward. But which, yeah. it, it's an industry very, where you very much get what you pay for. Yeah. You'll be have the opportunity to, to take all this work offshore all the time and you'll get it at like a percent tiny percent or fraction of the cost you'll end up paying for it twice instead yeah as i know you um your your team are all based in in york yeah. aren't they all our staff are all in our head office yeah and you invest in in them in terms of you know making sure they're up to date with the latest tech that they're working to process into standard and the quality yeah, I mean, checks are there our industry is moving fast yeah. we, it's difficult to project what the next five years let alone 10 are because the industry's only been around 11 years mm. so we have to move very organically we're continually getting our guys to update their skills we work with the very latest technology in order to be the most cutting edge when it comes to our product so we built a lot of product and service of our own yeah. that helps us deliver our quality of our products even better yeah so how do you achieve that then? Because it's, it's a challenge, isn't it? When you're um, growing a business, you're delivering the day-to-day and you've got to stay up to speed with the latest tech and like, you know, code, you know, what's going on in the marketplace. How do you juggle all of that? Oh, it's hard, but you need, to, you need to know your staff well. Your staff will generally drive this themselves because they'll want to be working with the latest things. Yeah. They'll know and they'll have a finger on the pulse themselves. So... There's so many different areas of our business. 
I don't know what the latest tech is necessarily for iOS, whereas it's Android or whether it's the cloud, whatever it, part of it, I need guys that are specialist in those things. And we very actively encourage communication. We use Slack internally mm-hmm. so everyone can chat about this stuff and they share so much stuff that even if they're sitting next to each other, they don't want to disturb each other, but they found the latest, greatest thing, they'll share it on there and then that people will pick it up in their spare time or when they've got a second and keep yeah. that knowledge growth uh, internal as much as and encourage it as much as possible. Yeah, you're great at recruiting people who absolutely love what they do and are very naturally curious as yeah. well yeah. about what's going on, which yeah, is brilliant. Without a doubt, well, recruitment is, is for us, uh, it's not just about that and their technology skills, mm-hmm. but we probably hire 60% on their personality alone. If they don't fit in the team, they're not going to work with everyone else. They're not going to be able to encourage the growth that our business and our culture uh, offers. And yeah. uh, they won't as, as appreciate it. Mm. Uh, they won't feel the fit and they won't uh, get the benefit of it. Yeah, and I know you um, you actually created your company values based on uh, the people that you've got working there and how great they are. And, yeah. and out of that came the values for the business, didn't they? Yeah. So so your, your tip for people then who are considering an app for their business is to... Um, Firstly, think about whether or not uh, you actually need an app and yeah. whether it's something the customers are really going to use and check out the competition. You said get what you pay for and make sure that the team are quality as well as being listened to. And, and, yeah. Make and sure so their portfolio aligns with what you want to do. Portfolio, yeah. So, so really, really good tips and re- check out what they um, are doing. So what else? So what? So how long, yeah. focus on the MVP. Now, we would call that, typically in our app world or the tech world, you'd call that a minimal viable product. So the very bare minimum you can bring to market bef- in order to get some feedback. Yeah. Sometimes we try and call it the minimal valuable proposition mm-hmm. because sometimes there's little wins you can make to just give that a bit more rounded feel. But it's really important to get it to market as soon as possible, even if it's in a beta off, or, and not in the public domain, and get that feedback early so you can iterate it. Because I guarantee your customers will have a slightly different view of what you think your product is. And we've seen so many customers pivot their idea just in their delivery schedule. So yeah, focus on that. You don't spend too much money then, and you can then iterate quicker and more, more appropriately. It's great. So I mean, I would say that's what you must have, what you, you know, what you need to have. Um, what would be nice to have is something different and also things that you need to avoid. Yeah. Everyone needs those blue, that, 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 that yeah. cloudy, high blue sky thinking so you understand what your roadmap looks like because then you know what your investment needs to look like longer term. But yeah, really focus on the bare minimum. Yeah, I think that's really important as well for um, people who aren't used to necessarily commissioning tech or getting involved with tech projects yeah. is um, sometimes there's this sort of view that it's got to be perfect yeah. you know and, and all singing or dancing before you launch something and actually the beauty of tech is that you can change things adapt things sort it out in really quick time can't you yeah i mean i call them app entrepreneurs like oh i like that, that yeah that focus that are new creative apps but they get very excitable they get have all these amazing ideas and they are they are typically like really really big 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 ideas that could take the world on but they, those ideas cost billions, mm. billions of millions. Look at Uber, they're, they're what, yeah. two billion investment this year and still don't make any money. Um, and that's this year alone. So yeah. you just got to think about what the marketing costs are. That's that's my other tip. It, you, the marketing spend to get an app to market is vastly bigger than your development budget. So how much, How you know, what sort of, um, you know, for a small business to do something to promote itself through to maybe, a, you know, a corporate app that's a bit more all singing or dancing, what sort of range Oh, it entirely depends on the agency yeah. you work with and if you, they end up outsourcing. A typical budget for a, a really decent consumer-facing app, you're talking anywhere up to 50 grand probably and yeah. 100 if you need sort of payments and marketplace stuff and things like that. But then it's the marketing budget and you can do a lot of marketing yourself. 
But the idea that something's going to go viral just doesn't really exist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My, the example I give at the moment is Spock. Spock spends billions and billions on advertising. I'm sure everyone's seen it. It's the eBay equivalent, the I don't know, car boot sale up, I think they call it. Um, but you try looking at Spock outside of London, there is no traction. It, it works in London, but doesn't everywhere else. And they're spending billions. And that's where they're spending, that, they're yeah. targeting the marketing there. So you've got to really be clever with your spend when it yeah. comes to marketing. It's the same with any online product, isn't it? Because, um, you know, and even if, you, if you've if got a book out or so, you know, you have to pay money really on Amazon to get your book to rank. Mm. Um, so, so the tech is great because it's offering all sorts of opportunities to people to publish and create and, and get out there. Um, but also that's creating, it's, it's harder to get visibility. So yeah. you need to think about marketing yeah. as well. Yeah, there's so many options, but yeah, you need to really think about all of them as yeah. ma- or as many as you can afford. Yeah. So what's next for the distance then? Um, so we've been focused purely on service for the last 10 years, delivering the best quality apps. Next year, we're going to use some of the tech that we've been building over the last few years to build sort of um, frameworks so we can build apps uh, quicker or specifically targeted app frameworks so that we can build apps at sort of a price rather than necessarily a complete bespoke build. So we've got to have loads of modules that are standard. We'll build them into an app or uh, using those that will help deliver MVPs quicker and cheaper. Yeah. And then um, we'll be able to build bespoke features post that MVP to allow people to really hone their product and their offering. That sounds really great. So that makes it more efficient, more affordable yeah, and also customizable so people can get something tailored for yeah, them. We, we can charge on the value that it's going to bring to, to your customer at the end of the day. We, or that's the bit we can build without building the bread and buttery stuff like login and everything else. And for us internally, it means our developers aren't building the bread and buttery bits all day long. They're focused on cool, unique features that will really deliver something useful to a customer. Yeah. And for those people who maybe are considering sort of getting into a bit more into app development and learning more about it, so where's a good where are good places to go and look at? You said you used the great word app entrepreneur entrepreneur. I can't yeah. even say it entrepreneur. Um, Copyright anti main. Okay. <laughs> so what is an entrepreneur? And you know, if you are one, because I know you've worked with quite a few of them. Mm. What do you do with those ideas? Um, I mean, I sound like I'm on commission, but there's a book and it is the Bible in my book. But you're not on commission. No, I'm, there's I'm no, really there's not. no affiliate <laughs> revenue. I've bought a lot of these copies of these books. Okay. In the but there's a book called How to Build the Next Billion Dollar Apps. And it's by a guy who came from one of the unicorn app companies. And he's interviewed another half a dozen, a dozen other app billionaire, billion dollar apps owners. And they've gone through all the process of how to pick the right agency, how much you should spend on marketing, all the the due diligence you should be doing throughout the process. Definitely worth a read. It's very accessible. It's a big book, yeah, but it is worth the time. So definitely read it if you can. Is that one that you've? Because you've you've read. I know you liked that one, and you recommend I got it. Mine signed. You got your signed. Okay, that's going to be worth a fortune. So what? Remind us of the title again. How to build the next billion dollar app by How? George Bukowski. By George. Okay, so what I'll do is I'll put a link to that yeah, in brilliant. the show notes so that people can. Yeah, one day I'll get a referral it. fee because the yes. number of people who bought it on my recommendation is nuts. Yeah. Have you told George that you keep recommending <laughs> I, his? I've his been offered a bulk purchase order Have now. <laughs> so if um, if people are interested, which I'm sure they are, after talking to you, after after us talking rather uh, today. Um, they're interested in getting in touch and finding out more about the distance. How can how's the best way? Yeah, to... just just like everyone else, hit us up, up on our website, thedistance.co.uk or the distance HQ on pretty much every social platform going. 
you'll find plenty about us, especially about our culture, our clients, the sort of portfolio we've done. There, there's plenty on there to, to get you to, to get your teeth into. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you. Well, Anthony, it's been a real pleasure. So thank you so much. Um, I'm, I'm so pleased we finally got together. Yeah, no problems. Uh, well, yeah. Hopefully we've uh, helped some people on their entrepreneur journey. Absolutely. You've offered, offered loads and loads of value. So thank yeah. you. See you soon. No worries. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Idea Time podcast, brought to you by Dr. Joe North. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to our channel. For even more strategies and advice, visit our website, ideatime.co.uk. Enter your email for leading insights, resources, and more every month, completely free. We'll see you next time.